0: Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. If you knew that I wrote a book, yep, I wrote a book called 30 Days of Gratitude, the gratitude program that will change your life. And although this book was written a number of years ago, the concepts in the book are still really valid today. And what it is, it's a 30-day program where every day it's a different idea or lesson or something that you can implement in your life to help you to practice gratitude or to help change some of your habits or do some life planning and dream boards. All of that stuff is included in the book. So if you're curious, uh, the easiest way to find the book is actually through my website, wakeupwithgratitude.com. Just check out the shop and the book is actually the first item there. You can order the book also from Amazon worldwide. It's also available as a Kindle and it's available as a Kindle en Francais. So if you speak French and you would like to read the book, it is available as a Kindle. Now that I've shared my book, let's get into this episode of the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I want to talk about a topic that I think needs more attention and we just really need to spend some more time addressing the fact of how important our mental health is and how gratitude can really help us as we're dealing with mental health challenges. So we are in the middle, well, maybe not even the middle yet of the global COVID-19 pandemic and of course, at the same time, we're actually in a really big mental health crisis. Being at home all the time, uh, being with family all the time that you might not be used to, people that have lost their jobs, people that are working more, uh, struggles with family, struggles maybe being alone. I mean, some of you might actually be alone during all of this, which is extremely difficult on our our mental health. The inability to connect in person with our social circles, uh, not being able to hug people or kiss people, depending on how you greet people and what culture and customs you use. It is really challenging for our mental health. And I have definitely been through my fair share of challenges with mental health, probably starting when I was a child, I don't remember a lot about that time, but you know, there's one incident that stands out in my mind and I had a really hard time as a child in elementary school. I had just had a really hard time fitting in. I got teased a lot. Uh, As some of my friends might know, I'm very competitive (laughs) and being very competitive uh, at a young age doesn't always come off the right way. It doesn't always come off the right way when you're an adult as well, but as a young child, you know, that was definitely something that made it more difficult for me to have friends is just being really competitive. And I remember that I had a really hard time dealing with my temper. Like I would just get so angry and lose control and not be able to do, you know, to, to control my emotions and control my actions. And I you know I remember actually like getting into a fight with a friend from school I was probably in 6th or 7th grade because I was just so mad. I don't remember of course what I was mad about, but I just remember that feeling of total loss of control and an inability to handle my emotions and process my emotions. And what's crazy as I actually think about this memory is I remember is I was probably close to the age that my daughter is now and she really struggles. I mean, there's definitely, you know, family history when it comes to dealing with mental health. And, you know, I know that my family definitely has dealt with some issues for sure with mental health. And for so many years, we just didn't talk about it. And I think still like the stigma is there. We're getting better. We're starting to address the fact that mental health is like, it's your brain not being well. And if you had a heart condition, you would get your heart condition treated. But when it's our brain, for some reason, you know, there's some kind of, there's still the stigma of whether we get treated or not. The first time I actually actively got treated for depression, this is going to sound super strange, but um, it was after I did my first Ironman triathlon. So it was a very interesting time. Um, back then, I was in my first marriage and things were not going well. Uh, the man I was married to, a really good guy, actually a really good guy. But um, the challenge is that he was an alcoholic. And so here I am training for the biggest event of my life. I'm training for an Ironman triathlon. And while I'm out training at night, we didn't have any children together. So it was just the two of us. I would go out to train and come home and he would have consumed 12 beers while I was gone. And so he'd be passed out on the couch. Mm -hmm. I had actually a partner of mine that I used to train with that admitted to me years later that he had actually rarely seen my husband either sober or without a drink in his hand. And Unfortunately for him at that time, um, his mom was actually dying from brain cancer. So I'm training for my triathlon. So I'm out, you know, most nights training. Um, We both have full time jobs. He's dealing with his mom's illness with alcohol, and she did subsequently pass, which of course made it even harder for him to deal with, you know, what had happened. And then I, my marriage was falling apart, and I'm training for Ironman, which is like, really good for your under and really actually helps and then we traveled we did you know I went and did the race I completed the ironman and after it was done I didn't know to give my body enough rest so I I started training again fairly quickly and got injured and then I had to stop all training 100% and what happened was all of a sudden uh my mental state just totally like changed almost probably overnight from the loss of the endorphins. Also, there's this uh, f- phenomenon, like when you've achieved a really big life goal that you, you suffer from this, the sense of loss, you know, you celebrate the goal and then you're like, oh my gosh, and then what? And there's this sense of deep loss and then losing all that endorphin and that training and that purpose actually had an effect on what was going on in my brain. So I I went to the doctor, I knew I was having really scary thoughts. I was, you know, worried for my own safety and worried for my own uh, health. And I did go to the doctor uh, and started um, on medication to help me to deal with my emotions and to deal with what was going on in my brain. And it really, it did help actually. I started with a very small dose and it it actually helped me really, really quickly uh, to sort of at least be able to deal with things And then I'm very thankful. Like this was a long time ago. This would have been 17 years ago. And I'm very thankful that the doctor that I knew at the time, she actually um, had a specialty in mental health, which I mean, I think is even rare today. And she knew that I needed um, special counseling and got me into work with a cognitive behavioral therapist. Which really helped that was probably the biggest gift is learning what you know cbt cognitive behavioral therapy at that time in my life now, my marriage did end, uh, which was definitely it was not great, but it when I look back now, of course, I mean it was the right thing it was the right decision I mean, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I've met my perfect partner and we have a great life together and we have a child together and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And, but at the time, you know, it was, it was definitely a challenge, but it was the right thing to do. And that was interestingly a time uh, when I started doing some of these practices. Uh, The book that I read back then was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And a lot of the messaging in that book is really about, right, gratitude, being grateful for this moment, being grateful that the moment that you're in. So that was my first Uh, experience with a real mental health crisis. And I've had several different mental health crises since then. And I knew that when I had my daughter, that I was definitely at risk for postpartum depression. So we were kind of on alert to see how I would do. Um, I was no longer taking medication at that time. I'm able to manage you know my symptoms with, um, with lifestyle, uh, with nutritional supplements, with the food that I eat, with regular exercise. I was really managing my symptoms without any medication, which I think, I mean, it's great. And not everybody can, and that is okay. <laughs> I just want to be clear that if medication helps your symptoms, then I believe that that is a great idea. And I, I encourage you to explore that. But I also, you know, I've spent 14 years working um, with a nutritional supplement company. So that's also a part of it is like feeding my brain the right nutrition in order for my brain to work properly. So after I had my daughter, we were both like, my husband and I were both on the lookout because we were like, oh, you know, there's potential here for some postpartum depression. And for the first like three, four months, I was, I was actually doing okay. Everything seemed fine. And then it was when she was actually five months that I started feeling scared again. I started feeling like having, you know, some thoughts like suicidal thoughts and, you know, thoughts like scary thoughts about, you know, could I do this mom thing? And really like just things that you don't expect to think as a mom. And I started to think, well, I wonder if something's happening right now, you know, with my mental health, being aware of the fact that I had experienced this before. So I went to, there was a support group that they had uh, just at our local like drop-in center. And I went and it was great because it set me up again on the right track to get some counseling, to get some help that I needed to help me work through what was going on. And the reason I mentioned it was at five months is that, you know, postpartum depression um, can show up sometimes even like a year and a half after you've had your child because of the way. I mean, it depends if you're breastfeeding, it depends on your hormones, it depends on your age. There's so many things that can happen. And again, it was the fact that I was aware and I was paying attention to the signs that I knew, you know, that I was potentially going through postpartum depression and I needed to get help. And I don't know why I've always been okay with getting help around mental health. I actually, I don't know where that came from or what it was that it helped me be aware perhaps because, um, you know, there is some family history of, um, mental health issues. So maybe I knew that that was a risk and I didn't want to just sort of, you know, not pay attention to it. And I think for me, the message that I heard many years ago was that, you know, a healthy brain is like just as important as a healthy heart. And that just because we can't see what's happening in our brain doesn't mean that we're not sick in our brain. Right. So that was sort of the second big, um, moment that I I knew something was wrong. You know, I, I still have memories of that time. I was driving in my car and I just remember, you know, just thinking like, Oh my God, I, I don't even want to say this. Um, but I just remember being in my car and being like, well, it's probably just better if I just, you know, get into a car accident and just, and I knew that I didn't want to end my life. I knew that I wanted to still be with my daughter and my husband, but I had those thoughts and they really scared me. I remember like it was yesterday, being in my car, driving on the highway and just imagining like, it might just be easier if I just, you know. Obviously I didn't and thankfully I was able to get help, but I know that there are thousands of people who don't get the help and they hear that voice in their head and they listen to it. And that voice in my head that was saying that, I mean, that's an unhealthy brain, right? My brain at the time was unwell, was sick and I needed to get help. I needed to get treatment and I did. And I did. And, you know, I've definitely had... Moments of low points, but i I I haven't thankfully suffered um, from depression in the way that I did in those those two times in my life since then. But in terms of a, a third mental health challenge that I went through more recently, I've spoken about this on a couple of other podcasts, but it was when we moved from Ontario, so outside of Toronto to British Columbia to our first home in BC. And how hard it was for my daughter to adapt. And she went through some very, very serious mental health challenges. Uh, But at the same time, I was also dealing with mental health challenges. So imagine, like, you're home all day with your child who's no longer going to school and you're struggling with that. And then both of you are dealing with, you know, mental issues, like, that are, you know, coinciding. And it's just... (sighs) It was a very scary time for us. It was definitely scary to deal with that. Um, You know, to hear my child tell me that she would rather die than go to school. And then for me to be so frustrated with her that I, you know, told her that I, you know, couldn't be her mom anymore. Like, (laughs) these are all signs that my brain was not well. And her brain too. And I, you know, the one thing I think that I did well at the time was telling her that, listen, like your brain is not well right now. Like we need to help your brain. And, you know, it's just like, when you get a cut, we need to put a band in, we need to heal with it, but you just can't see right now that your brain is, it's tricking you. It's telling you things that aren't true. I mean, her, she was, you know, she was worried that the kids at school had knives in their backpack and they were going to kill her. That Like, that's not real. That wasn't happening. There was zero evidence of any kind of bullying at school. She actually had a lot of friends at school, and they were all supporting her. They wanted her to come back to the school. But her brain was so afraid of of being apart from her mom that that's what manifested in the story that it was telling her. So how, through all of this, you know, these are stories that span, like, 17 years. And even from back when I was a child, how on earth, what have I done, you know, to, to deal with some of this? What are some of the ways that I address my mental health and take care of it? And for sure, gratitude is a foundation for all of this. And there is a lot of science behind the power of using gratitude to positively affect mental health. And again, I want to be clear that if you need medication and counseling, like that's, take it, do it, please. Like there's no shame in getting help for if you're having these thoughts, if you're having these feelings, there's no shame. We, we need to take care of our brains just as much as we take care of the rest of our body. So beyond you know whether we need medication or not whether we need to speak with a licensed professional counselor which we do and which i do and my daughter still does and actually when we were going through all the really difficult stuff when we first moved to bc we um we went for free counseling you know a lot of um communities have a program where you can go and get counseling for you or your child or both that uh, is covered by you know some kind of local not-for-profit so we did get some of that help you know at the beginning and now we work with a great person here on the island which has been really helpful for both of us so what have i done what are the things that i that are really super important for mental health so when we talk about building a foundation of gratitude the simplest thing to do when you feel like you have i shouldn't say when you're in a mental health crisis because when you're in a mental health crisis you need to call for help you need to get help immediately that has to be done but let's say you're you're just you're feeling down. You kind of feel like you might you know be on a little bit of a slippery slope. You're feeling isolated. Uh, you're feeling frustrated because of everything that's been happening with COVID nineteen, um, and your mood just isn't. You have a hard time bringing yourself into a good mood. A gratitude practice can really really help, and a really good practice that I think most people can accomplish is a gratitude journal. I know I've spoken about a gratitude journal on many podcast episodes, but hey, maybe this is your first one. And, or maybe you need the reminder because you haven't started yet. And why I love a gratitude journal is, first of all, most of us have some kind of notebook lying around the house. Listen, if you don't have a notebook and you want to use a note in your phone, that's awesome. I encourage you to do that. I like also, though, the feeling of holding a pen or a pencil in your hand and writing on a piece of paper. There's, there is some evidence that that also affects your brain in a positive way when you use pen to paper. And even if you know how to do like the cursive fancy writing, that also those loops and things also actually has a positive effect on your brain chemistry and your brain health. So not only is writing about gratitude – like actually helping, but the actual act of writing can also benefit our brain. And starting a gratitude practice, it might just be simple as, you know, thank you for the air that I breathe and the clean water that I have and the roof over my head. And as you practice, it's looking for things throughout the day that remind you to be grateful. And, you know, when I'm going through difficult and challenging times, I do stop and think, what am I grateful for right now? You know, what is in front of me that I can be grateful for? I mean, you're likely listening to this on a smartphone or a device, you know, like that. I mean, that in itself, I mean, 17 years ago when the story began, we definitely did not have smartphones to listen to podcasts on. So that's, you know, that in itself is pretty magical you've got wifi or internet, right. To be able to use that, that device in your hand. Another uh, really important thing that I do for my mental health is I get outside and I get outside and I get, for me, getting to the water is really, really important. It was the same, even when I didn't live here, um, when I lived in Ontario, I would go down to the lake as often as possible. It's interesting now how, I can see what a lot of my habits were for my mental health that I didn't actually realize were so important to my mental health. That's also one of the difficulties with uh, the place where we lived when we first moved to BC is we weren't really close to the water. We were close to a river, but I I don't know why a river isn't the same as a lake or an ocean to me. Um, I was a pretty wide river, but for some reason it didn't have the same effect. Or getting out into the forest, putting my hand on a tree or just being surrounded by the trees. You know, if you're, if you're in a big city, just getting to a park, um, maybe sitting on the grass, taking your shoes off, feeling the grass under your feet. All of these things are so, especially when we're so stressed, like even this morning, um, even this morning, I, you know, I was feeling anxious in my chest. I was having trouble breathing and I got in the car. uh, We had to pick up something in the post office. And then I was with my daughter and she's, because she's an empath like me, and because we're both highly sensitive people, if I'm feeling anxious, even if I don't say anything to her, she feels anxious too. <laughs> oh, worst. So I need, I know that I need to you sort that out quickly. So what I did is I drove, you know, I just drove down to the water, got out of the car. Did some deep breathing and just, you know, grounded myself with gratitude and remembered, you know, that I'm here for a reason. You know, I'm here at this point in my life in this moment for a reason. And, you know, God has a plan and I might not know all the pieces right now, but I meant to be here. And it really did make a huge difference. And, uh, you know, my daughter didn't want to get out of the car because it was raining and I was like, get out of the car. You need it just as much as I do. So we did. And we I told her you took her shoes off and walked in the sand and it really, it's such a little thing and it's so short, but it changes your mental state so, so fast. And that's a big one for changing your mental state is um, literally just switching what you're doing. Uh, Another thing that I do, which I think is super important and to think about is I do take a lot of nutritional supplements Uh, for the past 14 years. I've been working with a company called USANA Health Sciences, and they manufacture pharmaceutical grade nutritional supplements. And so nutritional supplementation has been a part of my lifestyle for 14 years. And there's a lot, I mean, most of us, it's like 98% of North Americans are walking around with nutritional deficiencies. We're just not able to get what we need from our food. And I don't know about you, but my eating habits are definitely not as As solid as they were before the pandemic. Uh, So I know that I need nutritional supplements for so many things, but I also like, I started investing in a a nutritional supplement that's specifically for brain health, because I'd been noticing that I was finding that I, I was needing to shift my mood more often. Right? So even though I start my day with gratitude and I do that, I start my day with gratitude and say, you know, thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. I say those words every morning. That's how I wake up in the morning. But what I was noticing, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, is that I would shift into negative thinking fairly quickly after getting out of bed. And so I started paying attention to that. And I added to my nutritional supplement regime, uh, a specific brain support supplement to help support my healthy brain. And it has, it's made a difference. I'm so grateful for that. And even, you know, if I run out of it, I notice that it's making a difference, just not taking it every day because supplements, you know, unlike drugs, like supplements, they don't kind of build up in your system. They don't like, you know, you have to keep taking them because your body uses, if it's a good supplement, your body's going to use what's in it. And, you know, obviously take care of yourselves that way. So that's another strategy that I have. I'll put a link to that uh, brain support supplement if you're curious to see what it's about. I do think the reason I mention it is taking a supplement is actually one of the easiest things to do, right? I've got all these things that I've shared so far, doing the gratitude journal, writing in your, your gratitude in your phone, getting outside, getting in nature, you know, going for a walk. All these things actually take more time than to just take a supplement, right? It takes like, 10 seconds to actually, you know, drink a glass of water and take some supplements. So it's the, it's the fastest thing to do. And for some people by taking a nutritional supplement, um, and that helps shift their brain chemistry in a positive way, then the other stuff becomes easier to do, right? Because you're having fewer moments of feeling down and feeling negative and needing that shift. Another thing that I want to mention that I recently started doing, and some of you guys are going to laugh, I know, but, um, I don't know if you heard the episode I did with my husband, Dan. So my husband, Dan, started this uh, video game streaming on Twitch. So Twitch is a service that where you play live and people can watch you. And sometimes you can like have friends playing with you on the game and people interact in chat and they cheer for you. And it's a whole community. So a few weeks ago, I um, was thrown in the deep end and like played on my husband's stream for like half an hour. It was really hilarious. I didn't know the buttons. It was like, it was so funny, actually. It's probably the funniest because I didn't know what I was doing. I played the game, but not on the computer. I anyway, mean, the long and the short of it is I had a lot of fun. So since then, I've like guested a few more times on my husband's stream and I'm, I've had a good time. So he, you know, th- him and like friends from the community were like, you should start a stream. You should start doing that. And so I did, I just, I started, you know, I just started, uh, last night I started, I did my first time ever. I had a bunch of our friends watching. It was so much fun. And the reason I mentioned this as being good for mental health is because, well, if you're in a good positive community that supports you. So even if you're watching and like on the chat side of things and not actually doing the live stream, you don't have to do the live stream to be in the community that sense of community and positivity is so good for your mental health. Oh my goodness. I, I really miss my community. Um, That was probably one of the hardest things for me when I moved from Ontario to British Columbia, I've spent my entire life pretty much in the like greater Toronto area. All my friendships were there. My, my, most of my business relationships were local to the area. Uh, the team that I worked with and moving across the country, I just, I lost that. And the three hour time zone difference uh, before COVID-19, now it's a bit less relevant because people aren't quite working the same way as they used to, but that three hour time difference made it so that it was really hard to speak to some of my friends. I had friends that I would talk to every day. I would go for a walk and, you know, one of my friends and I, we would chat every single day and losing that community um, was Really affected my m- mental health negatively when I first moved to BC. I had no one, and then I'm going through all this difficulty with my child, and I have no one to confide in and no one to talk to. It was so hard, and so finding this community that my husband um, and you know his group have created on Twitch, where it's a fun place to hang out and it's so positive and it's energizing. And when you you know when you like check out what other people are doing or you hang out, you just feel good. So being in community is also just so important for our mental health. So as I wrap this episode up, I wanna kind of sum up the things that I've shared. And I, I want to go back to the very important first point is that if you feel like you are a danger to yourself or others, you feel like you are in a depressive state and cannot use any of these strategies to move forward, please, please call the local Uh, support services um, for your area. I, every country, you know, that is probably listening to this right now will have a local number that you can call. I know that a lot of money in many countries has been invested in um, improving these services for you and for us. So please that if you, if you are listening right now and you're like, I'm worried that I, you know, that I might get into my car and might make, a really scary decision and I might not be able to control myself, please call the number, please. Okay. Um, so if, if that's you do that, if you are like, I'm having a tough time, I'm having down days, but you know, I f- my life is not at, at, in a threatening way. I'm not at in a state of like that. Uh, so here's the things that I suggested to do. Uh, definitely, um, therapy, um, speaking with a clinician is super helpful. You might be able to get that for free, getting outside, being in nature, being by the water, touching a tree, taking your shoes off in the grass, taking your shoes off in the sand, uh, you know, listening to the water, whatever, even if it's maybe just listening to a fountain, just doing that for grounding, um, taking care of, uh, your nutrition and supplementation. So, uh, do you need to take, brain support, health supplements, you know, what are you lacking um, in nutritional supplementation? Uh, And then being a part of a community, just finding a community online. Listen, the world has shifted. We're not going to be getting together in person in large groups for a really long time. We may never get together in large groups the way that we used to. I mean, I think about conventions and things like that. I don't know if those are going to come back. I really don't. So we've got to find ways to get together as a community online. And thank God we have the internet, right? Like, thank God we can get together. I mean, when my husband streams, there's people from all over the globe. It is amazing. We touch like so many countries. I was just listening to someone. She's streaming. She's in Italy, you know, and my friend Nally, she's in Japan and I've got, you know, G triple G's who's in the UK and I've got... You know, Haters is on the East Coast, like all these friends who are all over and they've got techno and Pathy in Australia, right? So that's community. And I never imagined I would find this community. This was never something I planned to be a part of, but it has really been a place where I feel really loved and I love the people there and it feels good to be a part of it. So I love you. I care so much about you. I know that you are a very special human being and you are perfect just the way you are. And please remember that mental health is just as important as every other has- aspect of your health. Your brain is an organ just like your heart and your liver and your lungs. You, we It's so critical that we take care of it. <laughs> so with that, I encourage you to you know, do your gratitude practice, whatever that looks like for you. Start there for your mental health. Just get as strong as you can. So you have a gratitude practice to fall back on when things are really tough. It's been such a joy to connect with you again today. I'm sending you so much love and I'm here for you. Honestly, if you just need someone to talk to, if you don't if you're not comfortable calling and talking to a stranger, if you just want to chat with me or you want to message me, all of my socials are going to be in the show notes. Hey friend, if you want to learn more about the brain health support that I was talking about, just go to bitly. So bitly support, all lowercase. And it'll take you directly to learn more about the product that I mentioned, which is called Copa Prime by USANA Health Sciences. This gives you the science and the clinical trials that went into this product. So if you're looking for an excellent brain health support supplement, please do check it out. If you do end up purchasing from the link that is included in that article, I will earn a small commission as I am partnered with USANA Health Sciences and have been for the past 14 years. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. As always, make sure you hit that like and follow and subscribe and share with your friends because that's the best way for more of us to share our gratitude with the world by sharing this podcast with others and, of course, making sure we don't miss any episodes. Thanks so much, friends.